0: Hello YouTube, James Baker here, your favorite international tax CPA and today I have a great call with a guy, he's a Pakistani living in Saudi Arabia and he has wants to use an LLC to make more money and pay less fees and I think it's a great idea and we go over all his questions in the call about forms, companies, banks, he actually has a lot of questions, very concise and he did his research and this is one of the first times that I actually let my caller share the screen and he shows me his research and then we talk about it from there. So think you're in for a great call, and let's get right to it. Great. Hello, YouTube. I record on both. Oh, wow, that's awesome. This is for, for perspective. And then I have the mic here. So I feel like I, I like having something to talk into. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> OK. Here with you today, your favorite CPA James Baker is the name. Uh, here, crap the game. I like to talk to tax. That is the two of the facts. If you here with me, you like taxes too. You're
1: weird.
0: Hello, Faisal. Hi. Faisal. Hi, how are you?
1: Yes, Faisal. How are you,
0: James? Faisal, I'm doing great. Nice to meet you. How are you doing today? Nice.
1: Nice to meet you, too.
0: I'm really enjoying your
1: YouTube channel.
0: And Great, you're about to be a part of it.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> so really uh, learning a lot from, from your videos, which are full of value. And that's how I got in touch with you.
0: Well, I'm glad you're liking them and I'm glad you're watching. You scheduled a call today. Let's tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you calling from? What yes. kind of business are you doing?
1: Okay, I'm calling from Saudi Arabia. I'm resident here in Saudi Arabia, but I am a citizen of Pakistan Okay, and I'm, I'm working here. To, so one of the things I do is freelancing. So I'm into the, I do some white paper writing for some of my clients in US from here. Okay. It's not copywriting, white papers. I write white papers for them. Okay. Into telecom. So there are some telecom consultants, so they take my services there. Great. And now I want to expand to online trainings. And uh, one of the challenge I see is to have a good, uh, basically for online. So you need access to Stripe which is a little difficult in this part of the world.
0: It'd be tricky. And it, there's different, yeah. obviously there's different mediums. You, know, you can do a, eBay or Amazon and a lot of those other mediums have their own payment processing. It's only when you want more yeah. control and you want to sell on your own store and have your own thing is when you really need like a payment processor, like Stripe.
1: Exactly. Uh, with the white papers, I'm facing issue that when my clients pay by the bank transfer, then uh, there's a, there's a, like a cut on the bank charges are uh, yeah. quite I would not say very huge but there there are charges for the bank which I would try to avoid. There is no transfer wise here. So I would like to switch to the transfer wise and it's not easy if I don't have like if I'm if I don't have a company in US, UK or I'm not from one of these countries. So that's the second motivation basically to get a transfer wise account. So I can save on the transfer charges.
0: Sure. That's the point of uh, like a transfer wise. If you also, if you had a US account, then you could just leave your money in the U S exactly. it, it would be even cheaper.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I've been listening to you. And one of the things you clarified already is that if you're not doing work, in us you're not personally present in us and uh, you don't have effective connected income in us then you don't actually pay the income tax if you're an alien and you're running an llc so that's what um, my motivation is to open an llc uh, yeah it's a great um,
0: option just for that purpose for that reason when you don't when you can operate and have a company and even if you're saving a little bit of money if you're doing it all yourself the costs are super low and you can have that added flexibility and probably if, again, if you do it all yourself and you just do the minimum expenses, you'll probably save you'll probably, it'll probably pay for itself in the first couple of transactions.
1: Exactly. So that's, that's why I, w- I really want to open an LLC and get access to those bank Stripe and bank accounts. So that, that's my motivation. So yeah, so my confusion was I was reading some documents also. Actually I was reading one form. Five one nine from IRS.
0: Yeah, and it's a publication. It's not a form. Exactly. It's a publication, and that's where they—that's yeah. a, like a, a practical explanation of how the IRS um, treats different things.
1: Exactly. So, if you like, I, I, I uh, highlighted something in that uh, publication. Sh- shall I share my screen to show it to you?
0: Oh, you share your screen. Okay. Sure. I'll let you share your screen. There you go. Show me what you got.
1: So if you can see here.
0: Yeah. Pub 519 519 U.S. tax guide for aliens. Exactly.
1: So if I go to section four, how the income of aliens is taxed. So it talks about the, let me show you this one, sorry. Non-resident alien's income that is subject to USM must be divided into two categories. Then it is saying income that is effectively connected with the trade or business in the United States and income that is not effectively connected. Yes. But if if I go down, then for personal services, it's saying if you perform personal services in the United States at any time during the tax year, you usually are considered engaged. So I understand if in the United States mean here that you are physically present in the United States, correct?
0: Certainly, yes.
1: Okay, that's fine. But when I go to the business operations here, I get confused. If you own and operate a business in the United States selling services, products or merchandise, you are with certain exceptions engaged in a a trade or business in the United States. So I thought if I'm running an LLC, it doesn't apply to me. I'm not liable for income tax. So that's what I
0: was confused. So it's the same interpretation. If you perform personal services in the United States, and then that's the same as if you own an operated business in the United States.
1: Okay.
0: That's more talking about physically in the United States selling services, products or merchandise. And, it, and again, it has double emphasis on the products and the merchandise. You, that's when you'd have a a business in the united states it says it the same way in the united states and then at the end in the united states this is again just a guide and in the explanations that i've given before you said you've seen in a lot of the videos yeah. those explanations reference the code the tax code and the regulations which are it's step it's like steps of importance so you have the code is the ultimate like the I guess you have tax treaties that can supersede the code, the Internal Revenue Code. And then after that, you have the regulations, which kind of explain what the code is. And then you have publications and IRS announcements and form instructions. And that's all just interpreting the code. But the code and the regulations are the top levels of what the law is. And then there's also many court cases that show owning a business, like owning a company, doesn't mean you're doing business in the United States. So there's a court case supporting that position as well. Okay,
1: so what is the difference between personal services and business operations in my case?
0: Business operations are more, they're not necessarily services. So if you have, it's, it also says selling services, but I'm talking about like business operations would be, let's say a tax preparation business. So That's a business selling services, but it still has a a storefront. When they say business operations, I think they mean like storefronts. When you have a a location where you're doing stuff. So that's like, and a business in the United States would be like a storefront in the United States where personal services are just you doing stuff for people wherever, whenever, but a business is more, I think in this context, you're talking about a storefront.
1: Okay. So that's clear. So in my case, Texas don't apply to my case so that's the conclusion correct
0: yeah if you're doing everything in saudi arabia and you're not a u.s person then the irs has no rights to tax you on that even if you use an llc in a u.s bank account that's the a lot of people don't understand it the people that haven't looked into like if you talk to a tax advisor who's lives in kentucky his whole life and he's been doing taxes so he this won't make any sense to him But for someone who's seen practical application, court cases, done research, and then is actively working on work like this all the time, like myself, it's it becomes more clear. And even yourself, you're probably more educated on this than certain tax professionals are, just because this isn't business done by every CPA or every accountant in the U.S. doesn't have these kind of clients or these kind of issues ever come up, so they wouldn't be aware. But that's I'm trying. I try to make the videos with as much source facts as possible so that we can better explain this and you can confidently open the LLC and operate it and scale and make money doing it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And even doesn't matter whether I have us customers or not. So it doesn't matter as long as I'm outside. It's the case is the same.
0: It's really interesting. You should, since you, you really like this stuff, you should check out the video I put up probably a week ago with Peter Paulson. It's about, he's another tax expert. I think he's a former attorney, but he's been doing this for longer than, longer than I have. And we talk about all of this stuff in great detail. But the concept is that you, on um, the Pub 19, it says if you have a U.S. trader business, then your U.S. source income is taxed, taxable in the U.S. So having U.S. company uh, customers may be U.S. source income, but it's not taxable because you have no U.S. trader business. So that's why you can have U.S. clients and not pay tax on the profits you make from them because you have no business in the US. You just have clients in the US.
1: Okay, good. I, I think missed it. I will watch that video. Okay, let yeah, me it's, go it's, to Yeah, my... It's
0: really long, but I think it's, I think it's okay. one of more okay. thorough videos because I have another tax guy who's backing me up.
1: Okay, great. Another question is, I'm resident in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia does not have any tax treaty with the US, but Pakistan has a tax treaty with the US. So in that case, it's good for me to do sh- not mention anything about Saudi Arabia, correct? That-
0: so because you're planning to use an LLC, you can't even use the US tax treaty because you're not paying taxes in the US, and you're not a US person. Okay. Only if you had a US corporation with the treaty criteria apply. But again, since you're not paying any taxes in the US and using this just as a tool basically, yeah. how it usually works is the income flows from the company and you pay taxes on it personally wherever you're living, assuming there's a tax in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which we don't have we don't have any income tax here. That's the good thing. We don't pay any
0: income tax. Good for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my questions is the does it matter to open LLC in New Mexico or Wyoming in my case?
0: Open it wherever you want. It doesn't okay. matter because okay. it's an LLC.
1: Okay. Another question is that from the LLC, once I get money in my bank account, normally in the, which will be the account business account. So how do I pay myself? Is it like, what is the. I want to utilize all my money or remit it. So basically what is the way, like, will it be paid as a salary? Will it be paid as a dividends? How can I take my money out of the
0: business? You can, so it doesn't matter from a U.S. standpoint, you can just spend it all with the debit card. You can transfer it to another account. You can do whatever you want. It matters for the tax for the reporting, the five, four, seven, two reporting. But in terms of like, there's no tax liability, no matter how you do it. So, If it makes more sense, and you're not paying taxes where you are either, so it really doesn't matter. And depending on, like, different people in different countries, maybe you want to call it a salary. Maybe you want to call it a distribution. Generally, from the U.S. perspective, it's a distribution. But like I said, it doesn't really matter because you're not paying taxes here or there. So whether it's a salary or a distribution, you it doesn't really matter.
1: So when you say distribution, it's like what this is my company and I'm taking profit. Do you mean profit? I'm taking my profit or what? Yeah,
0: you, yeah. You're just taking your profits, your money, taking it out.
1: That's okay, what the, and
0: distribution is.
1: And I need to show it uh, in my operating agreement that how I will be taking money out of the company or normally how it happens.
0: Yeah, that's probably best practice to to put it there. But it really, like I said, it. doesn't matter at all for you because you're not paying taxes anywhere and you don't have to report this anywhere except to like one informational form to the IRS. So it doesn't matter at all. What, whatever you want to do, if you want to do an operating agreement and pay yourself out like that, you can, if you don't do anything and just open an account and just pull the money out at ATMs and use the, the debit card to buy, buy shoes, like whatever you want to do, you can do it.
1: Okay, great. Are there uh, any limitations in U- US to remit country uh, money outside US? Like they put any limitations?
0: Banks, specific banks might have their own rules, but generally it's pretty open here. You can do whatever you want with your money.
1: Okay. Okay, great. Okay, talking about the penalties from the IRS. I was watching one of your video. I, I was scared. You know, Twenty five thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a big penalty. Uh,
1: penalty. I was reading somewhere that it's different way they put the penalty. Somewhere I think five percent. They start with five percent and then they scale it. Or normally, if I file late, there's the
0: different. Penalty. There's different penalties. There's like over a hundred different penalties in the U.S. So. For taxpayers, for people like me who pay taxes here, if I don't pay my taxes on time, then there's late payment penalty, late filing penalty, underpayment penalty. If I have accuracy-related penalties, depending on if I do it wrong, I could have uh, different higher-level accuracy penalties. So there's a lot of penalties for me. For the late Form 5472 filing, it's a flat civil penalty.
1: Oh, okay. And that is 25000
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy it's a, a flat $25,000 civil penalty. So it just gets assessed to the company and kind of to you. I still haven't figured out what the, how the IRS really enforces this or chases this. Cause basically when, once we write a letter contesting it, they just take years to respond to the letters.
1: Uh, okay. So you can contest it through the lawyer or through the CPA.
0: Yeah, we can always contest it. Certainly
1: okay and normally when you're late or you misreport something uh, you get this penalty
0: if you're late if you file the form late they'll just send it automatically yes
1: okay it's too much i I never saw that uh, amount you know
0: anywhere you know i I have um i'm i'm putting together i don't know if i'm going to link it in this video but i'm putting together a like a sales page and stuff for the, the 5472 course. And on the sales page, I have a, a copy of one of my client penalty letters. I and mean, Obviously, I blurred out all the information, but I have a copy of one of the letters there that you can see, and it's just a letter. It says, hey, this is the company, this is the date. We're assessing this penalty for $25,000. If you don't agree, here's what to do, and that's it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Talking about your course, it, it's about 5472, correct? But we need to file also file one zero, sorry, one zero four zero form.
0: Certainly. Yeah, certainly. That's that, I cover that in the course, how to file it uh, exactly. I just never refer to the form because it's a little long winded, but I, I have started to do that a little more. Call it a, a pro form 1120 with a 5472 attachment. But yes, that would be required as well. And we obviously go over that in the course.
1: Okay. So it's covered in the course. Okay. And then you review it also after.
0: Yes. Then we review it also. And then we also have a, I have a couple bonus videos about how to file your 1040NR and how um, to do the extension form if you don't have time. So I have a couple other videos in there as well.
1: So with that one can do it the oneself himself the- yeah that's
0: exactly the point of doing it of making the courses so you can do it yourself and so far with my limited promotion of it everyone's loved it so far so i'm pretty happy about that and if you once you need it next year i hope it's probably should still be there you can pay you can buy it next year when you need it after you open your llc and you start uh, crushing it or if you make more money than you know what to do with you can just pay me to do it yeah and not even you know. worry about it
1: okay great yes yes i would love to attend or take your services in that case okay about the wet services do they apply to me
0: do they what web services what do you mean uh, we,
1: uh, we, uh, they are sales tax or where you have with in the us you have sales tax correct or wet well you're
0: that so sales taxes don't apply on services. Sales taxes are only for products. Okay. Okay.
1: So so you call them sales tax, not VAT.
0: Yeah, it's sales taxes. It's it's not really a value added tax, it's a tax on the sale. So it's a little bit different in concept where like VAT taxes usually on luxury items or specific items. VAT taxes are almost like excise taxes. And sales taxes are literally on every physical item sold to a person in the, in a location. So they're a little bit different and yeah, here we call them sales taxes.
1: Okay, great. About the operator agreement, do I need to take care of something? I need to be aware what to put in the operator?
0: There's a lot of templates online, wherever you open the company, will probably have a template if you want to do that. It's not that it's not super important for you. The banks don't really ask for them still. And if it's your own company, it doesn't matter as much like you're signing an agreement with yourself of how you're going to do your own business. So you can always change it. No one really asks for it in the beginning. It's not super vital to have. I would just do it when someone asks for it or when you need it. If if it's not something that comes with when when you open the company.
1: Okay. So uh, the job of the registered agent is basically that he gets the communication from all the government communication and relate to us or what? Yeah, that's the
0: job of the registered agent.
1: Okay. Including text notifications?
0: Basically, they only tell you that you have to renew every year and you're required to have an address in the state. It's very rare for anyone else to email you or to send you a letter about anything, especially official letters. So that's the job of the registered agent.
1: Okay, great. Okay, let me go through if I have any more questions. I think that's pretty much it. I think it's uh, loud and clear. My confusions are, you know, cleared now. Thanks a lot. Really, once again, thank you for your time. And thank you for very nice and cool videos.
0: Hey, uh, thanks for watching the videos and liking and subscribing and just... Uh, yeah, I
1: already subscribed and liked and I uh, already shared, you know.
0: Thanks, we're at 3,000 subscribers now, so it's pretty fun. I, I hope, I'm hope i hoping that I can keep streamlining my practice and just make more and more videos because I think they're fun. But in any case, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for asking your questions and I wish you the best of luck in your business going forward. You. And hopefully we, uh, our paths cross paths paths sure. again soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: So that was a good call. Faisal had uh, some great questions, very uh, concise to the point. He did his research before the call. I love that. I love it when you do your own, especially if you're going to be doing it yourself, you're on YouTube, you're here looking for answers, you're trying to figure it out yourself. Do it and come to me and say, Jim, this is what I think. Show me, explain it, break it down for me. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. And that's... Much, it makes more for better video too. I think give me that like if you agree. Okay. If you want to have a call with me like this, it's in the description below. I'm starting to do them again. I do basically two a day and I'm putting up most of them on the channel. If you have any other questions, comment below. There's just a bunch of links in the description. You can check them out on your own. We have our own sales tax affiliate links, trying to get more affiliate links and hook you guys up with perks and bonuses as things come out. But in any case, that doesn't really matter to me. I just want to be here giving you guys good tax advice so that you can be more informed and make more money and use your bank accounts and do it that way. So thanks for being here and I'll see you in the next video.